Ho, ho, ho. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host. Karen. And is it cold enough for you? Bitch, it's cold. Uh, <laughs> it is like super cold. Like in, uh, you know, it's one of these things where it's like, certain parts of the country it's just cold and you know we normally our temperature really doesn't get that cold here but well, what's you know, the temperature it's like 24 25 degrees mm-hmm. and the high was 29 mm-hmm. degrees and uh bitch i didn't go nowhere i wasn't going nowhere i wasn't doing anything uh, i needed a few things from uh, the grocery store and i went on um instacart and Instacart was like, yeah, uh, December 26th. I was like, well, bitch, then that's what it is. Because uh, whatever I need, it ain't, it ain't that goddamn important. Because I'm not going outside to nobody's fucking store yeah, or think, anything right now because it's cold. Yeah, it was 7 degrees when I woke up here. Um, and I think it's it's uh, 14 degrees right now. Uh, the wind is whipping out there. Um, yeah, the wind was and, going bad here yesterday. Yeah, and there's been a lot of flights canceled and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. which is funny because you know this is our first uh Christmas spending it without you and my family um mm-hmm. and forever. It, honestly, I, I think the first since we started even dating. Um, it is. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it was funny because uh, you know a couple, I, I posted online that you sent me the flowers that's like a christmas tree with a rose and stuff and mm-hmm. it was very beautiful thank you for it uh no um, problem i figured out i was like well i know you don't have no decorations so i was like let me uh send him they was like oh we can do uh, a flower that look like a tree so i was like well then that'll be something you know to kind of keep around for the next few days and so I figured out that'd be uh be nice and sweet. So I sent you something and I sent uh my mama something. And uh uh we good with my mama because I, I had to call them and ask them what was up. Cause normally when I track stuff, like stuff mm-hmm. like that, I track it because I want to be sure that it's picked up and I want to be sure that it's there, like they said. And so they sent me a confirmation that said it was at my mama's house. So I called her. I was like, hey, mama, how you doing? I was like, did you get my gift? And she went out. She, she's like, no, I don't got nothing. I was like, well, check to see if it's on the front porch. And she went outside on the front porch. She was like, no, it's not here. So I thought I got the phone with them. I, 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 I say, uh, mama, I say, it's all good. I say, because I'm about to get somebody a phone call to see um, mm-hmm. why this didn't get there. Like they said, don't send me no confirmation and tell me, you know, that it's there when it's yeah, not. Yeah, I think they, sometimes they confirm before they deliver that's what that's what the person told me on the phone but i wanted confirmation on that i was like yeah. let's be sure that that's what it is um and so uh she probably end up getting it later on the day if i now if i call tomorrow and she ain't got it they're gonna be shipping that shit again she's gonna get december 26th or whatever like mm-hmm. i don't i don't care if she get two versions of it i'm only paying for one yeah sure i uh there. yeah when you told me that i mine was delivered it hadn't been delivered yet and i was like well maybe they just buzzed in and someone else buzzed them in or they walked in and they just put it at the front of the door i checked the front mm-hmm. of the door wasn't there made sure to take the keys with me went downstairs and looked in the mail and it wasn't there but when i was looking in to see if it was the mail i saw someone trying to come in the door 
and she had the flowers and i opened it up and was like is that for three r she was like you right oh somebody love you <laughs> then she <laughs> gave me the flowers and i had to sign um sign the the thing and she told me how to take care of it uh you know and and all that stuff and and i put, put it upstairs so uh yeah thank you uh for those it was it's, i posted them online and then i guess for some people it hadn't hit them or maybe you know just that i'm up here by myself and so it was funny after i posted it online like Eljoy called me and asked did i want to like spend christmas with her family and oh stuff. yeah they and, wanted to be sure you okay yeah, yeah I, 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 I can see me. that yeah, yeah people started reaching out they was like we don't want you to spend christmas by yourself right but yeah because i got family here so right. you know for me you know if push come to shove you know uh tomorrow i can always go see your parents my mm -hmm. mama you know because everybody's down here yeah, but I'm I'm sincerely okay. Like it's not, you know, me. I'm I'm not mm -hmm. oh, oh, yeah. a big holiday person in the first place and I'm not a big like I need to be around some people person. So um and it's brick outside. It's 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 dumb brick outside as they say. Um it's so cold. I'm I don't want to leave if I don't have to. Like unless I got an emergency or something anything happening outside of this block for the next two days it ain't got nothing to do with me um uh i uh like i think i might take the trash downstairs that's about <laughs> that's, them my pl big plans for christmas because uh, like I, I think you know to get the l joys from here it takes like an hour on the uber and all that stuff mm -hmm. and an hour back and it's you know low-key kind of expensive and stuff i was like you know Thank you. I definitely appreciate the thought. You know what I'm saying? That oh, yeah. was very sweet oh, yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. just but being, just I promise. Just I'm, yeah, they didn't want you to be alone, it, it, which which I completely, you know, understand. Yeah. Like you say, for a lot of people, like you said, they didn't realize, like you said, you was by yourself. They was like, oh, they just assumed I was up there with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 12 degrees, dog. Mm, I could, I'm mm -hmm. good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, that was basically... I wrapped up like an Eskimo with this, with, with this little bit of cold and you know how it is here. It'd be cold today, cold tomorrow, you know, maybe the next day. Then after that, we get back up to our, you know, fifties and sixties, you know, well, that's like supposed we to normally do. That's supposed to happen here. I think all across the country, that's basically what's about to happen. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is like the coldest has been on Christmas since like 2018 or something and ah. setting certain kinds of records and stuff um the other thing i think by tuesday it'll be back to like kind of what it was um but yeah so i you know i made sure to to go ahead and um you know uh get me everything i needed you know like i ordered a big pizza that i knew i couldn't eat you know in one day or whatever but i just ordered it on like thursday and it just was like if 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 something happened where the power go out or we get snowed in or some shit or just you know it's so cold i'm not going nowhere and, and everything's closed I, i'll just be snacking on pizza um so i just basically did that and then of course you know chinese food is always available on the holidays oh and, and, and they're gonna deliver right. no matter what that right. that's one thing i do love about whenever you order chinese you ain't got to worry about them uh, missing no cold, they're gonna jump the fence, whatever it takes to get you your food. They was right. like, mm -mm, Ain't no mountain high enough to get this food to you. They was like, Fuck that. They were, they gonna show up. Yeah, and I eat, we eat. Um, that's what the thing that was funny because uh, one of my co workers was saying how, like, you know, uh, 
man so i guess uh it's chinese for christmas this year i was like bruh honestly my family we've been going out and eating uh different ethnic cuisines on christmas mm-hmm. for a minute like when what before the pandemic when we could go to a restaurant we'd go get some indian food we'd go get some chinese food some mexican food like we didn't care because mm-hmm. uh, you know it was less dishes less work you know leave mm-hmm. them a big tip you can get a little boozy and and everybody go their separate ways i love that like that's a that's my that's, favorite that's, tri- christmas tradition <laughs> yeah that's what i was telling uh your mama you know once everything kind of gets back to normal i wanted to kind of continue that tradition and uh like you say every year we will pick something different uh your mom and them whoever like we, we didn't care me you just showed up and it was just really really fun just to go in there and sit and eat and enjoy like you said nobody house had to be tied up nobody had to you know prepare and all that stuff because a lot of times nowadays people normally have to go to work like the next day and things that particularly when christmas like falls in the middle of the week and things like that it's just more convenient i enjoyed that and like i said once everything calmed down i would definitely want to start doing that again yeah the other thing i realized too is like a lot of people are just optimist in a way that i'm not um what do you mean because everybody's like oh you didn't go home to be with your family i was like Ah. dog y'all don't see these flights in this airport like we knew you didn't come home because then i'd have been fucking worried if you stuck is did the plane land like like that shit is stressful and everybody canceling flights like not trying funny i had already prepared you know was like oh he's gonna be up there you know for Mm -hmm. the holidays and i was fine with that because my thing is don't nobody want to be stuck in them flights on about when we stuck with you know with people acting the fool and being impatient because they can't catch their connecting flight or whatever it may be but it's one of those things where if you know you're trying this time of the year put your put your patience cap on because at the end of the day i'd rather you cancel the flight than we fucking crash i'd be dead yeah thanksgiving and christmas are just like the worst days to travel anyway and yes. like a lot of my coworkers and stuff they were planning to travel um and you know it's like i hope y'all get there and i hope everything's safe and it works out obviously you know you'll probably get there maybe your bags don't get you know there's always something but i just didn't want to deal with that hassle i think if i was to come back home for like a short period of time or something it had to be like on an off cycle where you know it's like oh we have thursday and friday off for martin luther king day or some shit it wouldn't be like uh christmas like christmas just seemed like a to me it's just my mentality is like i know i'd be in the airport like of course i'm sitting here and they just canceled my flight and just said you know and of course no one's wearing a mask and of course this nigga's coughing next to me and of course uh i'm gonna have to use the bathroom in the in the in the airport and i don't know where to leave my luggage of course you know like i'd just be sitting in like like this, yeah, yeah. Do I this take was my fault in the stall with me like yeah fuck? this was my fault trying to be trying to be like everybody else you know so i, I don't i just it's not my thing you know um mm-hmm. but like I said, it makes my mind at ease truthfully mm-hmm. that you that you're there you right. know, versus me trying to worry about is you gonna get here, is you mm-hmm. not gonna get here, you know, and and you know, is you stuck, you know, and then you know sometimes you have to spend extra money, mm-hmm. layovers. Like it's it's not as simple as people, you know, like you said, the optimist people try yeah. to be about it and, and there's nothing wrong with traveling this time of the year yeah nothing it's just not my it, and, and it like, probably like, will work like out but my brain is just very much like mm, if if something bad happens it's on me i've seen somebody complaining on twitter and it was so funny because 
they were like, my flight has been delayed twice. And now they saying it's canceled. And I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be da 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 da. And so everybody was quote tweeting them and it was no sympathy. Everybody was like, you knew what it was when you tried to book this flight. You see this weather. You hear the bomb cyclone. They, you, you, the other alternative is they had you out there crashing, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought it was funny because I have empathy for the frustration, obviously. But that right. is obviously I'm thinking the same thing as everybody else is like, what you want them to do? Try to push through the, the fucking uh, weather with, with heart. You know what I mean? Like, what you doing? You want them to try this is harder? This one time where I don't want you to have heart. Have yeah. no heart and be like, you know what? Nah, we good, dog. Yeah, I don't ever want you to have heart on a flight. I, like, I'm not, the, you know, this ain't playing with a with a, with a with a sprained ankle. Like, nah, mm-hmm. sit this shit down. I want down. facts. <laughs> I right. want statistics. I want shit that you know for sure. Right. So, um, listening, like, seeing the responses to that, I just laughed because I said, you know, everybody is 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 on the same page right now which is like man sit your ass down you know so i'm gonna sit your ass down mo um but yeah that's that's all that's been going on here i have no 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 new thing to relay nothing nothing spectacular happened to me oh nothing spectacular happened here either i did get my uh the shower ride because you know me and Mm -hmm. shower ride fell out and uh, it decided to uh, fall off the wall and then pop me upside the head. Like, oh, I just gave up the ghost. Ah! So I was like, you know what? It's uh, on the, uh, in there and I'm going to throw it away. Not today, maybe not tomorrow. Maybe one day when it's 60 and not doing it no time soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got a new shower rod. And so what they have these, I didn't realize they had these little sticker things you could put on the wall. They kind of put up underneath it. So next time it decides it wants to give up, uh, it has a support system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> up underneath it so if it decide to give up it got a back i got a backup plan yeah yeah i had, so, I did some little stuff around here too but go ahead i'm sorry oh no problem and so now the shower curtain back up because you know it's been uh on the floor for the past few days because i was like well i guess i won't be using that bathroom <laughs> yeah i had to get some Not stuff two bathrooms. i had to get some stuff here too some light bulbs that because he didn't have light bulbs in a couple fixtures um and uh i got the a shower caddy and like a shower mat um and all that yeah, type look, of stuff you said a little small stuff last time you yeah. about that little small stuff and they can that... keep it but i just right i'm not taking a shower without a mat you know that kind of stuff and uh mm-hmm. but it but yeah so i i got a couple knickknacks for 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 here to make it more comfortable um uh, and then I figured out I was on the wrong internet. They have 2G and 5G. I was on the 2G. So maybe this time when I play streaming media while we're doing the show, maybe it'll play. It won't hang. Yeah. So, you know, and I figured, and then it was like the Xbox was downloading and playing better and all this other stuff. So uh, I was streaming all, you know, I was already streaming stuff, but it was streaming faster and easier. So, uh, you know, you live and you learn. You get comfortable. Um. All right. Let's, uh do some show stuff you know let's get into some some segments and some news and all that type of stuff um uh and we have a new sponsor today um that i'm gonna um uh play uh you know what let's do the new sponsor now um where is the uh where is the new sponsor uh read okay The billionaires funneling money into our politics are often the same billionaires who fund corporate news media, making it hard to trust what they're reporting. 
That's where the Lever Time podcast comes in. Lever Time is a weekly podcast produced by the investigative journalist at The Lever, a reader-supported and independent news outlet focused on holding the powerful accountable. Their work has uncovered deep corruption and vast sums of dark money. The president himself referenced the importance of their work in a speech about campaign finance reform. Go to levertime.go to levertimepod.com or search Levertime on your podcast player to listen in. Now, here's a message from Levertime host David Sirota. I'm David Sirota, award-winning journalist, Oscar-nominated writer on the movie Don't Look Up, and former campaign speechwriter for Bernie Sanders. I'm also the founder of The Lever. We started Lever Time so that our original reporting can reach as many people as possible. We also interview a variety of guests across media and politics. Some recent guests include actress Susan Sarandon, Amazon Labor Union President Chris Smalls, MSNBC host Chris Hayes, Planned Parenthood President Alexis McGill-Johnson, and U.S. Senators Sheldon Whitehouse and Brian Schatz. You can subscribe to Lever Time on your favorite podcast player or go to levertimepod.com. It's Lever Time. Yes, money. Again? Look, here we go again. We got variants. Really need to keep a mask on hand and follow the plan. Get the vaccine and second shots. Whether woman or man, black out who tips is doing they part, but the dummies expand. Niggas would rather believe a bunch of misinformation. Fuck y'all idiots not getting shots. Now we gotta regress. If we keep going in this direction, we never can rest. Never can get back to the lives we be living the best. Damn fool, stop the lying. Stop the intubation crying. Cause it's your fault that motherfuckers dying. Huh? Damn fool, stop the lying. Stop the ventilator crying Cause it's your fault The motherfuckers dying I do not understand this shit I'm not a fan of this We were like one win From the pandemic championship But fuckers wanna leave it To game seven With Giannis Delta Kumpo Blocking forward progression And Chris Middle Fingers to your plans Man damn Looks like it's no Drew Holiday for you and your mans. I'm sick of black people dying for real. So I'm just writing this new piece to let you know how I feel. Uh, coronavirus. Uh, fuck that COVID-19. is unseen. It's creeping in the air for you to breathe. Yeah. Huh. So fuck that COVID-19. is unseen. It's creeping in the air for you to breathe. Yeah. Coronavirus. Coronavirus news. Let's talk about it. Uh okay. China limits how it defines COVID deaths in official count, uh, meaning that the numbers we're getting may or may not be accurate. Uh, China only counts deaths from pneumonia or respiratory failure if it's in its official COVID-19 death toll. Um, It's a narrow definition that limits the number of deaths reported as an outbreak of the virus surges following the easing of pandemic-related restrictions. Because they don't want their numbers to be scattered. Because the thing is... COVID has been around long enough. We still don't know everything it can do, but it's been around long enough to show that it affects a lot of different shit in your body. Mm-hmm. And so all these things could be COVID related. And they're like, we ain't count none of that shit. It's like houseway. Yeah. Like, so y'all and, not really giving us true numbers. Right. If you had a pre existing illness, they're not counting that as a COVID death. If you get COVID <gasps> and you died, they'd be like, nah, it was, um, you know, gout or whatever. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. COVID can hit underlying things that you might not even realize that existed or something that you had. It actually, because of COVID, made it worse. In effect, Wong's comments on Tuesday simply clarified publicly that what the country has been doing throughout the pandemic. On Wednesday, China reported no new COVID-19 deaths and, in fact, subtracted one death from the overall total 
uh, lowering it to 5,241, according to a daily tally issued by the National Health Commission, which did not offer an explanation for the decrease. Oh, so basically nobody really knows how many people are actually dying because they're like, we are not counting shit because we don't actually... We don't want to know, basically. That's what you're saying. We don't want to know because we don't want to look like we don't have this shit under control. Bitch, nobody got it under control. Like, I I don't understand. Well, I think also, like, there's political motivations and messaging that comes out of China with their COVID numbers. And I'm sure every country is guilty of it to some level. But China's, you know, extremely dubious when it comes to their numbers. Um, And so it's causing a lot of panic because you know their vaccine is is only 60 percent effective a lot of people didn't get it now they're basically went from 100 to zero when it comes to covert restrictions like you on your own it wasn't a slow process (laughs) right china estimates covert surge is infecting 37 million people a day um a day a day yeah yeah um, nearly 37 million people in China may have been infected with COVID-19 on a single day this week, according to estimates from the government's top health authority, making the country's outbreak by far the world's largest. As many as 248 million people or nearly 18 percent of the population likely contracted the virus in the first 20 days of December, according to minutes from an internal meeting of China's National Health Commission held on Wednesday, confirmed with people involved in the discussions. If accurate, the infection rate would dwarf the previous daily record of about four million. Um, yeah, that, and so that, mm-hmm, that number makes sense. That number, that number's high. That's, that's that's like a hard number to swallow, but I can understand because you've had protests across the country. You've had people going out and being, you know, closer proximity than ever before. You have people that they're, they're tired of the restrictions and things like that. And so once you lift these restrictions, you have people going out living their everyday lives, people that probably otherwise would not have got infected, getting infected for the very first time, or either they might be, um, what you call that, where you don't have any symptoms, asymptomatic, and not know it and just spreading it. Like, these are the things that you run into, you know, and that's the thing. They're dealing with this for the first time when other countries have always kind of been dealing with this, you know, they just literally have the power and the authority to shut shit down. No other country had this. So they looking at other countries like, look at their numbers. Like, yeah, y'all numbers will probably be high or higher just because of the population of people and the close proximity people are to each other. But like you said, they're not counting their numbers right. And, you know, people wouldn't allow to just freely move around like they are now. So I could see these numbers going through the roof. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if these numbers are accurate or not. I think this could also be messaging from China's government going, well, uh, let's now overestimate the numbers. Let's scare the shit out of people and be like, we were right to have y'all on lockdown because now instead of 4 million people being the biggest day, it's 37 million people. They're not even doing mandatory testing anymore. Um, Like we don't know the accuracy of what's coming out of there. And I know it's scary as shit, but uh, we've never really known. So I, I that's guess, true. That's true. We've never really yeah, known. Yeah, for so me, nobody is, knows yeah. it, how, how 
far to the left or far to the right these numbers actually are. We'll find out if it's real when this shit spreads throughout the world, you know, but yes. we, we don't, to be honest, overwhelmed. yeah, exactly. We don't really know. We get so much information second and third hand from China. It's, you right. know, that's really the scariest part to me. Um, church membership, church attendance and belief in God all declined during the pandemic years. I love how they say it like it's over. Um, it accelerated a decades long trend away from organized worship. In-person church attendance plummeted by 45 percent in the pandemic. And at least one fifth of Americans today embrace no religion at all. What I think is interesting here is the number of mega churches has actually risen, though. So, yeah, it, it's funny because to me, a mega church is just a collection of money. Uh, so it's just like somehow they figured out how to funnel the money into just a few places, but the actual worshipers, believers, the work of doing stuff with people mm -hmm. and hands and getting out into communities, that shit is taking a plummet, you know? Yeah, because I think the, for, I think the pandemic for a lot of people forced them to come to a reality and for some people, cause them to question why am I even going here? Why am I even doing this? Like, like for the first time, because a lot of people do things out of tradition because that's just the way it's always been done, and they just never challenged it. This is the way I was raised. This is how I was grown up. You know, how whatever it may be in this tradition or or, or, or whatever they tell themselves. And for the first time, people were actually forced to be away from a lot of these connections in this community they've kind of always been involved in and they were forced to find community in other places and some people found out that they actually like these other communities that they've created a lot more than they actually like the community that they were having at church mm. you know and i think that for a lot of people they just opted not to go back and i think for a lot of people they realize they have more free time because you know particularly some churches they tie up a lot of your time and a lot of people go I'm, I actually have time to do things. I'm not consistently tied up with this taking all of my time. And I think some people reevaluated, some people shifted, some people actually go, yes, I'm still a believer. I still go to church, but I'm not doing all that shit I did before. Like, mm -hmm. like, like it calls people to reevaluate what Christianity and what this lifestyle means to them. And for some people, they opted just to opt out. You know, mm -hmm. I think that the pandemic calls, like I said, it calls a lot of people actually question a lot of things about themselves, about their lives. A lot of people underestimate how much the pandemic calls people to be inside of their minds, their own personal minds for the first time, you know, and not being influenced by pastors and preachers and teachers and prophets and bishops and all these things. You actually got to sit down and get within your own mind and think about your own personal relationship and how do you feel about these things? And people made various different decisions based off of the reality of this. And like I said, some people was like, hey, I'm tired of giving my time and giving my money and doing these things and not reaping the benefits or not seeing how these things are beneficial to me. Mm -hmm. Or they were saying, I might, instead of doing that, what I might do is, is take my money and divert it in another direction. Still doing good, still out here helping people, but this right here might not be the best way for me. And I think that uh, a lot of people underestimate underestimated how much 
the pandemic was going to pull people away from from organized religion and churches permanently. So many people, are, most of these, a lot of people are never coming back. Yeah, here's what I think. Um, all that, all that is probably true. I think those were true before the pandemic. Everything you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the pandemic accelerated those things. But here's what I Agreed. think. Um, church members are dead uh, because a lot of churches were anti-vaccine, uh, yes. anti-science, anti-democrat anti-lockdown um and whether you died or not because of that because i'm sure a lot of people just fucking died uh, yes. i still remember covering stuff locally where uh the international house of prayer was still going before they even had vaccines they were going to yeah they were going to events where there was going to be like singing and choirs and they were having outbreaks and they were defying the lockdowns and doing them uh, even with people having outbreaks and getting sick and people dying so that's number one number two if motherfuckers are dying and y'all are anti-vax and y'all are anti-lockdown a lot of people that was the last straw they were like i'm going to church because i like community um the pandemic hurt community in many areas but Mm -hmm. it definitely church became political the act of even going became political uh, and a lot mm-hmm. a lot of these churches chose to be political they did they could have yes. they could have said look man they ain't got nothing to do with us and the lord and when the vaccines get here we're gonna just do that and blah, blah but they chose to like make it messaging about how being locked down was somehow anti-religious and how it was yes. your, your religious freedom they literally challenged this in the court and some of them even wanted to say it's our religious freedom to hold church. No, if if you can go to a, a liquor store, then you should be able to go to a church. And 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 so I think you had a lot of people that, you know, would have otherwise they didn't want to be on the sick and shut in, shut in list. So they said, I'm not coming no, no more. Not. And then the last right. thing is, I think virtual church mm-hmm. took over for a lot of people. And it's like they're not coming back because this is just as good as op- uh, option you know um for some people you know where uh you know for whatever reasons whether it be a health thing a a convenience thing um like some people just like i'm not attending this stuff anymore right right and and the the thing is the number like you say the biggest thing same thing with the healthcare industry and the in the hospitality industry and like food services and things like that, when people die, people underestimate what happens when these people die. These people aren't instantly replaced. And most churches, guess what? They was packed full of old people anyway. I'll joke aside. They're packed full of old people, your grandma and them a lot of the times. And so, you know, when these people start dying, you don't have, it's rare that you have an, another generation coming up trying to take their quote unquote spots and places. And so, yes, these numbers are declining and like you said you have a lot of people that and we actually covered like maybe one pastor that was like uh what we're not gonna do is uh get up together until uh until uh, we get a vaccine like mm-hmm. that's what we're not gonna do and that was a rarity most of them black white whatever they was like this is my rights and this is my freedom and covid came in and swept the building we was reading articles over and over again about people catching it from choir practice and all the shit that they were saying not to do they was like fuck it we doing it and this is the kind of the consequences and the repercussions and and, and the roosters coming home to roost from you not really caring about your people in your flock I think also the, the internet has provided people with new religions, um, yes. whether it be QAnon, uh, whether it be yeah. um, 
you know, Man whether it be, re, yeah, like, yeah, Manosphere's and these um, quasi-religious movements that aren't really, quote-unquote, religion, but like, you know, MAGA and Trump, you know, where it's like a, a weird cult-like thing. I think that's yeah. another thing that happened in the pandemic. So many people became, you know, Kyrie ever becoming like Mr. Black Israelite. I think that shit was accelerated by the fact that you can't go nowhere, you're on the internet, and stuff that would have been like a passing fancy or something that you just think like, oh, I wonder, um, people start going down these rabbit holes and emerging on the other side completely different than having beliefs that completely different than what they went in with. So I, I think that's the other thing. Um, but it is interesting that the mega churches, meaning the money, are, is still happening. And I think that's because straight up Republicans um are treating Repu- treating the church like a political wing and they're funding it mm-hmm. and, and pumping money into it regardless yeah. of if they attend or not they just like here's some money yeah is the evangelical wing is a, a actual political uh arm of the of the conservatives and so i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that is just the money coming from a smaller collection of people that may or may not even be religious, but they understand that these institutions and these mouthpieces being around much like conservative radio are much more impactful um, than you can even quantify in votes. And so yes. I wouldn't be shocked if that's why you consider to see, you continue to see like a mega church and the mainstream churches do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, hospitals, an infectious disease board recommended that hospitals stop screening asymptomatic patients for COVID-19. Um, basically, to get into the meat of this, um, it's money, basically, what it's coming down to. Saying, like, one, a lot of the aid and stuff that was coming from the government is running out. Right. Um, And so... It was like, we're wasting our time, basically. The people in charge of the money are like, we can't afford to and should not continue to test people that are asymptomatic, um, even though we know asymptomatic people can still spread it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's less likely, but they still can. Um and you would in a perfect world, I'm sure you'd rather know and then send that person home for two weeks or whatever. Agreed. But, yeah, they basically just said, yeah, we can't do it. And um, the actual workers were like, no, we we want the testing. Yes, because they was like, we actually come in contact with these people. Like, we understand that y'all, you know, y'all counting dollars and cents. But y'all are basically putting our lives in danger. And guess what? And uh, some of us have died. Some of us have quit. Some of us have changed departments. And the little few people we got out here that y'all fucking working to death, we're not going to be out here dying and shit just because y'all want to pinch pennies. The report also notes one study found that a COVID test can cost $54.50 per patient, which adds up if you test every patient. And it cited a study in Spain that found a more targeted approach that screened just 25% of patients before elective surgery admissions was equally effective at reducing transmission, Um, which is another thing that they're bringing up is like we're casting a wide net, but we might be just as effective casting a smaller net to a very specific type of person. So it's like, oh, okay, you got you coughing or you got whatever body aches. We testing you. But if you just come in and you feel fine, you seem to be fine. We're not wasting a test on you. And basically in practice, it is about the same effectiveness. 
Um, but yeah, it's you know. Yeah, but when you're talking about human beings and people, they have to come in contact with that. They like fuck that. Spend yeah. that goddamn money. Yeah, people would rather know, you know. Right. Uh, notably, the board didn't advise facilities to abandon asymptomatic screening in all cases. It may still be helpful in specific settings, including when transmission rates are high or patients are particularly at risk. For example, it can make sense to screen all patients in a transplant or oncology wing of a hospital where many patients are high risk for severe COVID or in behavioral facilities where healthcare workers have to be in continual close contact with patients. Um, so yeah, they, we'll see. But I think a lot of this is what's going to come to pass is that mm-hmm. uh, people are going to start considering the cost benefit analysis of it because the government did not fund this in perpetuity. Yeah, you know who you pointed your point your fingers at, point your fingers at the Democrat. A lot of, I mean, not the Democrats, the Republicans. A lot of shit that people complain about a lot of times is because Republicans they didn't want to renew it. They didn't think it was that important. They slashed it. They cut it and shit like that because all this shit right here, they wouldn't even have thought about because they would have got the funding from the government. A lot of the the, the things like your jobs covering full two weeks without you having to take time off, you know, jobs did that as long as the government was paying for it. The minute the government stopped paying for it, guess what? They stopped. Like, you know, and these were things that were actually good for everybody. You know, it kept the numbers down. It kept people safe uh, and things like that. But when you have people in power and people that vote that actually don't care about the populace, that they're supposed to be over the safety of the populace, even the people that vote them in, they don't care nothing about them because their voting populace is dying, too. So you have a percentage of people telling them not to get shots and then people like, fuck you, I'm not I'm not getting a shot no matter what you say. <laughs> you know, I'm anti-shot and I'm never going back. You know, this is the consequence of repercussions. Like everybody's punished because of this. Yep. Uh, the average lifespan of Americans uh, is now at the lowest in nearly two decades. Uh, it fell. Uh, it sh- the average lifespan shortened by over seven months last year. Mm. Uh, the decrease follows an already big decline of 1.8 years in 2020. As a result, uh, the expected lifespan of someone born in the U.S. is now 76.4 years, the shortest it has been in nearly two decades. The two reports released by the CDC on Thursday show deaths from COVID-19 and drug overdoses are the most notably uh, and, and by drug overdoses, most notably fentanyl, um, where were the primary drivers of the drop in life expectancy. Wow, it's one of the things where you go, you hear it and you kind of aware, but it's also one of those things where COVID is impacting people and you have a lot of people who may have been on the verge of a lot of things, may mentally and psychologically and all types of stuff and COVID just pushed them over. So you have a lot of people dealing with a lot of stress and death and all these things around them and some people, their vice is drugs and so, you know, you had this intake this uptick of a lot of this drug abuse that was happening along in combination with covid yeah covid is the third leading cause of death last year and the year before it which is wow because it was z you know it was before that it was zero um and more people died of covid last year than they did the year before you know so um we'll see what um 2022 looks like but so far it looks like COVID-19 deaths are on the decline which is a good thing that's a good Um, thing but we'll we'll find out you know um 
All right. Uh, and the last article is a Kansas City lawmaker behind In God We Trust bill found guilty of COVID relief fraud. You don't say. Michael Capps, a former Kansas City lawmaker who once sponsored a bill to put the words In God We Trust in every federal building, has been found guilty of committing COVID relief fraud and money laundering. His career wasn't supposed to end this way. In 2018, the Republican was appointed to the Kansas State House and won his election bid later that year. Like other members of his party, he he used his time in office to push Christianity on everyone. And that's why, in addition to his anti-trans and anti-abortion bills, Cat sponsored a bill to put In God We Trust in public buildings, including public schools. I guess he did not. uh, It wasn't enough trust. Um, going around because he was like I said in God we trust not me because then he said I'm going to need these PPP funds right and something else you brought up that is you said as a joke but I do believe this this is why a lot of, a lot of those people push Trump's big lie and a lot of them was kind of yes I'm going out there and protesting because they knew if he did not win, they was going to start investigating. Like a lot of people have had their eyes on a lot of these people. They've been busting for a very long time. But because of, you know, the the climate and who was in office and things, they know if they was to do it, nothing would happen. And and then and, and they would go free. But now with everything, quote unquote, correcting itself, there was. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can charge you. And, 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 and we know uh, 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 people going to have common sense. And we ain't going to have to do people fucking protesting and shit like that. So, yeah, I think for a lot of them, he's not the only one. It's going to be other politicians. It's going to turn around and be busted and go down for like. And that's why a lot of them, when they did these loans, the federal government had to step in. It was like, y'all spend this goddamn money. Don't sit on it. Spend mm-hmm. it for what we told you to spend it on and nothing else. Right. You know, and shit like that. It's like, you know, the money is for relief for uh, rent or or whatever it is. And y'all go, we're not doing it. We're just going to sit on it. But yet we're going to spend it on frivolous bullshit. That's not what it's supposed to be. Government's like, we'll take that money back. And I don't fucking blame them. Either you lose it or you use it or lose it. An indictment filed by the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Kansas says CAPS built federal, sta- federal, state, and local agencies for more than $450,000 in COVID-19 business recovery funds. He inflated his payroll and applied for loans to play- pay employees who don't exist. The federal indictment says CAPS laundered hundreds of thousands of dollars in COVID relief funding through his business and charity between May and August 2020. Here's something I got to say, though. <clears throat> you know how it's funny how the motherfuckers that always get caught doing this shit are the conservatives. Hey, they make the biggest fucking noise about not helping anybody, not giving anybody money. And it's because they can't be trusted. It's like the person that always thinks they're being cheated on because they cheat. You know, it's like that person. They, they want to go through your phone because they phone full of dicks, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's the Republicans with this shit. Like they're the ones that are like always out front, it's talking this shit and then at the end of the day they got a hand behind their back hustling and i find this shit is you know it's infuriating because that's money that could have gone to help people's real businesses or going back right. to the government and um you know as as far as he's concerned in god we trust is for y'all not me i'm just a criminal right and also was very very frustrating and i've said this before and i will say this again 
there are a lot of wonderful businesses that what are that were actually out here helping the community a lot of black and brown and and uh and um lgbtq and shit businesses that closed because they couldn't get a hold of none of this money right and they will never come back and they you will never see these businesses again because motherfuckers was like we're gonna rob all the money Caps defrauded Enterprise Bank, U.S. Small Business Administration, and Kansas Department of Commerce out of $355,550 in COVID-19 relief funds, the jury found. He then transferred the money through businesses and personal accounts, including some money that went into investment funds. Caps remains out on bond, of course, while he awaits his sentencing hearing, which is scheduled for March 10th. He could face millions of dollars in fines and decades in prison. So yeah, it's yeah, just been it's, on somebody's list, and they finally was like, "All right, bring up the charges." It's just funny how it's always them, you know. <laughs> it's just always them. Um, all right, let's get into uh some 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 other news. Let's do some uh some regular news here on this uh Christmas Eve. Um, why am I why why am I not getting the the beats that I want? Oh, okay, because I'm in the wrong folder. <laughs> yeah, now let's do it. <laughs> regular news y'all um i think the biggest news that we all were kind of looking forward to hearing tory lanes found guilty of shooting megan the stallion no shit (laughs) uh yeah i mean uh i think this was obvious i think we've been on this already I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Cause I told you. Mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say will happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened. Um, so uh this this has been one of these things where I know people have been going back and forth. I know there's been a lot of bad faith it's been actors. Ridiculous I know there's been people that have been defending him. I know there's been people that have been attacking her. I know there's been a lot of men that don't want to believe her. I feel like all this shit, the main thing a lot of these people have in common, men, women, whoever was kind of quote unquote on his side, they just have misogynistic views and that's, that's that's it i really don't Mm -hmm. think it's any deeper than that i don't give a fuck what kind of platitudes they say any of this shit the this shit was so open and shut and it was so implausible that this man had any case that would make him not the person that shot her in the foot it was so implausible to me i've never even gone back and forth argue with anybody i have not we haven't highlighted the shit on the show Mm-mm. i to me i'm not wasting my energy with these motherfuckers and honestly your ass shouldn't have either if you've right. been going back and forth with these motherfuckers that's on you for letting them get in mm-hmm. your peace because that case was going to happen in a courtroom with the jury of their peers and not nan motherfucker on the internet was going to be able to change that and i just could not think of any evidence that would be able to be presented that would make us be like 
oh my god it was a setup it's a conspiracy to get Tory fucking lanes a nigga most of us had barely heard of before he shot meg so um i just wasn't gonna do it and i'm not i didn't yell at nobody that was doing it if that's how you want to spend your time that's cool i was not gonna do that shit um so uh i'm not surprised this is the result i always expected um the trial was hard to follow because influencer culture so many the news was crazy like people it was so wild and it was hard to find not something funny actually find good sources <laughs> that was actually like y'all this is really what happened so These are facts. i think the judge didn't allow like cameras or recording in the courtroom so everyone i saw that was getting their information was getting it third hand through someone who went to the courtroom and then got on twitter and then told you what happened and I saw maybe one or two people and then I turned that shit off because it was blatantly self-promotional egregious behavior. It was a lot of like, you know, people, there was some fucking dude. I don't know if he's white or not. He looked like a white dude to me, but they kept sending this motherfuckers shit around and he was so messy. He would, he would be like, guys, like it was like that you know like first of all that's not how a fucking reporter or someone reporting on a legal case should even be acting like i don't want a breathless like oh what do y'all get a shit like i don't want that out of a fucking courtroom setting like Mm -hmm. come with come to me with some facts or whatever but it's this is what uh in a large way is the tiktok and and influencer culture taking Mm -hmm. over and people were sharing it based on whose side they were on or what they wanted to hear and they were getting content this is that thing i say where i feel like events happen and that's the sun and the rest of us are all just ready getting the radiation and the heat off of the event but we're Mm -hmm. also trying to reflect it like the moon we're trying to become our own stars off of what happens to other people and something like Mm -hmm. this is so it's such a tragic miserable grief laden story that it didn't feel right to be so sensationalistic about it and it it is very calloused how people were presenting this shit like you know guys oh i was just in there and so check this out this is what kelsey said and i believe her because i mean she did it i'm like what does this have to do with anything what was actually said what happened yeah, because my thing is you're dealing with influencer culture. They're not fucking journalists. They're not professionals or any of that shit. You know, they don't actually do the who, what, when, where, why, how. They don't answer any of those goddamn questions. And it's like you get enough of them people in there that comes with their own agendas, a lot of them. And what can I say and how sassy can I be to to present this versus just telling people the motherfucking facts. It also results of that. What I could gather from the little bit I could gather from um, people talking about it, it really seemed like uh, people was lying on frivolous shit. But the stuff that didn't change was everyone said Tory shot that gun. Um, yeah, I it was like I didn't hear anything factually that led me to be like, oh, maybe he didn't do it. Um. You know, they tried to be like, maybe Kelsey, this this girl who's Megan's oldest friend, and it was some messy shit where, like, 
she accused Megan of fucking Tory Lanez and she was fucking Tory Lanez or and Tory Lanez was trying to fuck other people. It wasn't exclusive. And then Megan oh, lied. Was irrelevant to me. Megan lied yeah. and said she wasn't fucking Tory. And then they tried to bring up all these other niggas in the industry. They swear she was fucking. And I said, last time I checked, nobody is here for who is Megan Thee Stallion fucking. I didn't my, give a fuck about none of My that. understanding is this is a trial about did this man shoot her in the fucking foot? Right. And it sound like he did. Everybody at the end of the day, that's all I cared about. I didn't want to get into it. Slut shaming always works on these simple minded motherfuckers because they get yes, so caught up in the gossip and, and shit that they, they, they be up there arguing about, you know, and, I, and honestly, and I hate to both sides it, but it was both sides. Because if you participate in, quote unquote, defending her, you just as fucking stupid because it's not that's not what the trial's about. It yeah. just don't matter. She whether she she could have fucked everybody on every fucking roster of every. It wouldn't matter because the trial is about to this man shoot her. And so I'm not going I don't even participate anyway. So, yeah, he was found guilty and um, I thought he would be and he should be. He seemed like a terrible dude bringing his kid there, rapping about this shit. Um, and it really should wake people up to, cause this is what happens. Y'all have short memories. People have short memories. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mean to say y'all. People have short memories. People, right? Um, remember these motherfuckers. Please do me the favor. Do yourself the favor. Remember these motherfuckers that was, you know, low key on his side, low key. Like remember that shit. Cause I don't want to have to be going through this every time. Like just remember these niggas is not really down for the cause when it comes down to it. They were stretching and, and, and flexing and coming up with conspiracy theories. And I'm not even trying, I'm not going to stretch it into, cause I think people did too much with like, so-and-so was listening to his music. I'm like, if we had to stop listening to every criminal or misogynist or whatever right. the fuck, d- d- get the fuck out of here. I know you mad and you trying to catch, the hate hive wave and find somebody to get down mm-hmm. with hating people but y'all not even gonna remember that shit in a month y'all not, y'all not gonna mm-hmm. keep that same intensity so let's just stop with that part but the people that was actually supporting this man and shit i hope people remember the gossip blogs that supported and said his side of things whether they were paid to do it or whether they did it for the salacious tweets and, and replies remember that shit don't support those blogs anymore um I think that would go a long way to stop a lot of this shit is you stop putting money in their pocket by reacting and interacting with everything they do. Because when they report on the next gossip thing that you don't really have a stake in and you back to sharing that shit, then you didn't do nothing but but fucking hip hop unlocks dirty work or whatever the fuck. So, right. Yeah. And, and it's also one of those things, too, particularly with the verdict. That shit was all over the place because they were actually articles that came out and it was like, he's not guilty. And people was like, did you even pay attention to what the fuck the people said? And people had to come out, but like, that's not true. He's been found guilty. These are the things like they actually laid it out. But people were actually quote unquote breaking news. It was like he was not found guilty. And that is a motherfucking problem. That's what happens when you get these people in there with their agendas and don't give a fuck about facts. She testified that he shot her. Tory Lanez didn't even testify. The people that his defense team brought up there all testified he shot that gun. 
the one woman Kelsey pleaded the fifth, which only means she can be implicated in something, but doesn't mean she shot Meg and she wasn't on trial. So that's it, you know. Um Tory Lane's father apparently reacted to the verdict by uh, I don't know, calling on Jesus some shit cuz they I guess they they get religious. Uh oh shit, I just remember y'all might not be able to hear this. Hold on. Give me a second. Like his father is one of them people that get got gets re- honestly him and Tory, they got religious after they fuck up because Tory Lane's also had tweeted out some shit about how no god is my witness no weapon formed against me shall prosper and everybody was dunking on that tweet including me i made my own thread it was hilarious uh it was like no weapon formed against me shall prosper and i put like a gift of the constructor cons coming together like oh they they forming <laughs> they, the wonder twins powers activating i was like oh these weapons is they 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 forming and prospering uh but yeah this was his father here in this los angeles county and witness the worst miscarriage of okay first of all why his mama got a tweety bird dress on wow is is that what's going on with that tweety bird dress Mm -hmm. is it because her son looked like tweety bird and they the same height or like i I, I don't know very interesting the worst i've seen the clips but this is my first time actually hearing it i I just was like okay and i just kept it pushing of justice that this world has ever seen you want to know how i feel i'll tell you exactly how i feel i got some the miscarriage of justice this world has ever seen bro your son shot a woman in the foot the fuck is this your 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 son shot a woman in the foot bro okay Mm -hmm. they actually had to get the doctor that actually removed the bullet stuff yeah uh, segments out of her feet because they was like she got cut from the ground. They was, the doctor was like, "No, I actually performed surgery. I, I'm the one that did this. She had bullet fragments in her feet." This, Tory Lanez is the Herschel Walker of defendants. What I mean by that, you know how Herschel Walker got fifty percent of the vote almost, and he's a terrible candidate. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I'm left to believe is that. 50% of the people in Georgia hate niggas so much they'd vote for Herschel Walker. He's not a good candidate, but you do hate niggas, right? That's how it feels with this shit. Like, you hate women. Tory Lanez is not a good defendant. He don't have a good case. He don't have a good argument. We don't have no reason to think he getting framed or it's a conspiracy. And yet, and yet, half you motherfuckers out here like, free tory you know how you gonna separate a black man from his son i don't know maybe don't try shooting motherfuckers you know i'm gonna get to the last to the prison abolitionists in a second too because they deserve some heat yes yes you can't get ahead of this but let's go ahead and get back to this clip things that i want to call alex spiro desiree perez and the whole wicked system of rock nation, including you, Jay-Z. Yes. Now, why is Jay-Z in it? What? What? Who? I'm confused. He, was they on trial? I don't, I don't get it. 
And honestly, like another thing I've seen that I thought was extremely hypocritical and short-sighted and kind of stupid, uh, because people have been turning this into a gender war and people have been fighting between black men and women all day, a lot of people was trying to point out like, and Jay-Z didn't even say anything during the trial. And I kept thinking like, and neither did Beyonce and neither did Rihanna and neither did like, like, like yeah, it's a lot of people that didn't say shit because at the end of the day, what they say does not fucking change the facts of the case, period. Right. Like you're going to see a lot of people now that will say like, yeah, this nigga need to go to jail or maybe they support her privately or whatever as is, as is their fucking business, by the way. Um, right. but like, that's one of my issues with social media and Twitter is we value the tweet and the public's quote unquote support way more than we value actual support, actual work, the private right. things people do, the money. We, for all we know, Rock Nation could be paying for her fucking legal defense and we'd still be like, or her for her, for the, you know, they could be paying for her support in some type of way. And we still would be like, well, if they didn't tweet it, it don't count. You know, like, that shit was weird to me. Once again, another reason I didn't feel like talking about this shit online because people get mad about the wrong shit all the time. They do. Pouring your energy into something that don't matter. Right. You know, like motherfuckers tweet shit and do backhanded shit all every day. Like, whatever. They do. Yes. You who say you rose from the gutter, but you have traded and tortured the souls of young men and you're still doing it. The only independent witness in this courtroom is a man whose name is Sean Kelly. He came to court and our attorneys, he would not even shake their hand after he went upstairs with Kathy Ta and Alex Bart. They met on Saturday before. They met, they on Saturday. met with our Saturday witness. Yeah. All I see is that this little nigga ain't have a chance, okay? Yeah. If this is his yeah. parents, then there's no way this motherfucker had a chance at life. On, we hear you, but you're not on screen. Oh, okay. Let me refresh real quick. Or, or no, no, let me turn my camera on. I, I didn't. I didn't know it turned off. Oh, huh. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, that was interesting. I I didn't turn it off. It just did it. Okay. There you go. You back. Okay. Well. Uh. But yeah, this little nigga had never had a chance because like. I can just think like shit against the wall. if this would have been me that did something this egregious and horrible, um, I know my parents would support me. Like my father, my mom, I expect that they would be there. But they would absolutely not be out here yelling this bullshit if I did this. They Mm-mm. like, you know, like good people fuck up and make mistakes. Yes, Sometimes do. horrible mistakes. But mm-hmm we're not required to turn them into the victims of their own mistakes. This nigga is reaping what he sowed. Yes. And the thing is people, like you said, at short term memory, you do know we didn't even have to have a trial, right? You do know we, we could have skipped all of this. If that nigga would have just shut the fuck up. She was protecting him from day one. Talking. And he decided to get ahead of this shit by, um, and that's another thing. These so Megan Thee Stallion's legal team is looking into suing these fucking bloggers. Yes. And I don't blame them not one fucking bit because from day one, the blogs are part of the reason the the black cultural zeitgeist turned this into like a 
maybe she did set him up you know like because um and it was early it was evidence early when she, I, I believe her when she said like he's paying bloggers to basically slander me and make me seem like a liar and this is before she even this she wasn't even cooperating with the police at the time and so um i i, I would not find it hard to believe that the reason this is 50 50 on the blogs is because he was still paying them off or they still had favors in i wouldn't be surprised if that's that's what happened so um i'd love to see them sue and get to the bottom of this because a lot of these niggas need to be ashamed of themselves um so yeah um and then uh let me make sure i got all the, the angles i wanted to cover before i get into the last one um oh yeah joe budden apologized to megan the stallion uh, cause he went on his podcast and said some sideways shit about her. Um, um, basically making it seem like, um, what was it? Uh, it's saying like people in the industry don't like her and it's cause she was, um, uh, he didn't like her either, uh, like her because, uh, I, he said, I stand in my dislike for the girl. Personally, I've seen this woman do horrible things to some really great people that I have longstanding relationships with in the industry. So I'm biased. You can't just treat my friends and people like people I fuck with and people I've seen in this game for 15 years a certain way. I'm talking about her and what she's chosen to do professionally. I want to be clear. I don't know her as a person. She could be amazing, but there's a lot to deal with when you sign and a lot of happens fast. And so obviously people took offense to that. It's in the middle of her trial. Um, and, you know, since Joe, Joe Budden is a well-known intersectional feminist, they were shocked. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he apologized because he said people um, basically got at him privately, uh, women that he knows and shit. And he says, I'm apologizing for the careless manner in which I joked about her mental health. That didn't sit right in my soul and my spirit. That's not funny because whether you believe her or don't believe her, you can afford, can you afford to be wrong? The answer is no. Yeah, because the thing is, particularly when it comes, you know, to him, it's like, well, if Megan the Stallion was this terrible person, I think we would have heard about that by now. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, like, she's interacted with too many people, and she's been around for too long for everybody to be like, she's just a horrible, terrible person. Mm -hmm. And it's not the fact that she's perfect or anything like that. No, it's just for the fact that you um, know, it could also just be that Joe Budden has a fucking well-known history of misogyny. Uh, right. I mean, it ain't that damn complex. He always saying the wrong shit. You know, like I've always been surprised by I forget what company is like Patreon or iHeartMedia put him in charge of something. And I'm like, that is the racism. That's the bigotry of lower expectations, the borrow phrase from the black Republicans. Because I'm like, if this was a white man saying shit like this and being in charge of that division, y'all would have been yanked him up out of that seat. Like, hey, man, you can't be in charge of other people's careers and treat women like this and talk like this on your show, uh, right. knowing that we got employees that have to listen to what you say, mm -hmm. you know, but they still put his ass on there anyway, because they don't really care. It's like Nick Cannon and shit anyway. Uh, YouTuber Zach Campbell called out for dismissing Megan Thee Stallion's testimony against Tory Lanez because of her Zodiac sign. 
These motherfuckers really play fast and loose with this shit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I hear playing this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he deleted the Twitter video, but he accused Megan of using the case for sympathy. Knowing an Aquarius, I feel bad for you, but are you using this for sympathy? He said. Um, a TikTok user who examined each of Campbell's points found it hard to believe the pundit linked the testimony to Megan Starr sign while dismissing her story. When Campbell wondered if Megan is truly the victim in all this, the TikTok user fired back, reminding him that the 27-year-old was shot either way, whether it was her friend Kelsey Harris or Lanes who fired the gun. She was shot. Someone had to shoot her, whether it was Kelly or Tori or both. She was shot. She is the victim. Campbell continued to dig himself into a hole when he said Megan had too many inconsistencies in her story. The only lie you guys speak of is Megan saying she didn't sleep with Tori. The TikTok user said in response. Meanwhile, the man Tori uses a witness got on the stand to confirm that Tori had the gun and shot it four or five times. Because most people didn't follow the fucking case, right? Right. So, yeah, he deleted the video, but it's, it, look, this, it, it's, I think people try to turn it into like a straight black men are trying to attack Megan Stallion. I'm sure there was a, a shit ton of that. I'm not knocking that at all. But it was bigger than just that. It, it was. was uh, I've I've been seeing other women. I saw a woman called. I saw a woman called Tory Lanez Emmett Till today. Nigga, what? Open a book. Did, re, watch the movie. The movie came out this year. Watch the movie. What are you talking about? Stupid. Every nigga lose a court case, not Emmett Till. Right. What the fuck is happening? um this you know i believe this dude is gay you know there's there's but that's the other thing with the blogs and stuff a lot of that space in the stand culture and stuff is a very like queer space and a very like women's space and it's messy and it's still misogynistic and it still can be anti-black but a lot of motherfuckers profiting off of it are trying to just be contrarian and be like i'm gonna be the person that get the clicks I'm going to be the person that says Megan did do this because a lot of that shit is stand wars and I'm a Nicki Minaj fan. I'm a this person fan. It's like, it's very fucking weird. And it's not a place we should really get news from. It's not vetted or sourced. And in many cases, they don't know the rules, which is why the fuck some of these motherfuckers about to end up in court. Yeah. Because they don't know the rules. If you are a real journalist, there's checks and balances to that shit and you can't be out here just saying any and everything it's crazy man these motherfuckers are anyway um but yeah that so a lot of these bloggers and stuff i i really do want to see somebody go into their um their history and really get to like the money and where it's coming from and why they saying what they saying because i do not find it hard to believe that these motherfuckers are getting paid somehow some way um the last thing I was gonna say is I saw people trying to deflect this day new way of trying to get ahead of the legitimate criticism of this shit. But I saw a lot of people being like, Oh, so yeah, here y'all go trying to be like just cause you a prison abolitionist, you wanna see Tory Lanez go to jail. Well, oh, so so y'all y'all gonna point that out with that old bullshit. And I'm like, it's not bullshit. Right. Every it's not. Every victim is somebody's Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. What happens with all this shit is that it lives in theory, but in fucking practice, it don't work. A lot of these motherfuckers think they're sounding empathetic when they're really sounding callous. Where they do the like, 
listen, uh, if someone is sexually assaulted, that doesn't mean they want that person to go to jail. Yeah, but in a lot of times they do mean that. Yeah, it does. And you don't get to just fucking decide because you want to signify like you're a better person than me. Like, because the shit that reveals the real true you is shit like this when you actually can identify with this black woman. When you've made a, 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 some people have made a personality out of following her work and out of making her feel like she's making it seem like she's the representation for them and who they want to be and what they want to see in the world. Nothing wrong with that. But something happened to her. Like, and now all of a sudden it's like if something happened to someone you love, something, something happened to somebody you care about, something happened to somebody who was not just a theory but they're a person and you can't hold the fiction in your heart that these type of things should just be done away with that people like Tory Lanez don't exist unrepentant recidivist you know uh people that are are will refuse to even admit they did something wrong you you refuse to admit these people exist so you you paint everybody into this you know they it's all rehabilitation it's all good it's all that i saw another person say imagine how bad tory lanes must be if all these prison abolitionists are wanting him to go to jail and i said nigga if you don't shut the fuck up you y'all have been telling me the worst of the worst people should not be in jail tory lanes ain't even the worst of the worst what he did is fucked up it is not worse than murder and rape and shit that that these other motherfuckers did do and yet y'all want him to go to jail and it reminds me of that podcast i listened to i forget which one it was please don't email me because i don't remember and i don't remember what episode i said it on but it was either the gray area or ezra klein podcast one of those two and it's very oh it's, it's from earlier this year but he talked to an actual person that was a prison abolitionist justice, you know, like person that wanted to overhaul the justice system. Mm-hmm. And she was saying one of the toughest parts, things that makes it tough for her is that the people on the Internet are not they're being silly with these concepts that are real. Yeah. And she was saying how a lot of them will dismiss the real community harm that is happening when people are not being forced to at least pay for their crimes. And she said, the reason that they are more hard on a celebrity for tweeting the wrong thing, will follow this nigga to the end of the earth. Uh, uh, some, some actor they don't like every time they pop up, they going to be on their ass. But, but when someone does a real crime, they don't, they, they consider that we should move, turn the other cheek, move the other way, look away let you know and she said the reason is because they're more living on the internet the internet crime is real to them elon musk is more real to them for fucking up twitter than he then than someone who murdered seven people in their sleep you know like that that person is a theory and i thought that is that's what i've been experiencing and she put words to it and so yeah if you are team tory lane's got to go to jail but y'all tripping on anybody else going to jail you are a hypocrite and listen welcome to the club everybody's a bit of a hypocrite don't even like i'm not even sure why you're why you're trying to get ahead of this maybe embrace that accept that like oh okay i get it now 
I see where you coming from when you see someone do something egregious and you like that motherfucker should go to jail. Maybe we can all identify that level or some level, you know, and then instead of trying to pretend that impulse doesn't exist, you can hone it down into something that's more uh, reflective of a fair justice system, because even the utopia you think you're creating going to need a justice system. Every right. every society got to put some people who harm people and don't and will not stop somewhere. So, yeah, I just found that that shit was so funny seeing them try to, like, adjust their very public anti-punishment stash uh, stance to this shit where they want this nigga to go to jail forever. Right. Let me know. I'm about to say something, but let me know if I'm using this word correctly. I think a lot of this stuff with Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion, in my opinion, was a big thing about parasocial relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that for a lot of people, they have all these connections and these feelings and things like that. And they're just projecting off of these relationships that are not as deep and real. Right. And I think that that's where the fighting comes in. That's where the back and forth comes in. That's where all of a sudden Tory Lane's child is your child. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you know, Megan is out. Megan Thee Stallion represents you know, something bigger than what it actually is. I think a lot of this, and, and and once I really analyzed it, I think a lot of the back and forth, particularly with celebrities, it all boils down to parasocial relationships. People have blended that shit together and they don't know where to draw lines and have realistic boundaries and expectations. So when something happens, like you said, they take the shit to heart, like the shit is actually happening to them. Yes. Yes, that's what it is. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, because I was thinking, I was like, that's the only thing that makes sense. To well, me that's right the now. thing though. Um, they're talking about your parasocial relationships, and I'm which it already skis me out. But what about they then disregard people's actual real relationships? Yes, it's so weird. It is opposite land. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it where if someone were to harm my family. And I were to want that person to go to jail, they would make some type of rhetorical argument that made me seem like a savage. But if someone were to harm Megan the Stallion, who they don't fucking know, right? They want that person to go to prison forever because it it's a parasocial relationship. You said it perfectly. Um, it just it reminds me of the uh, Kendrick Lamar song. You. Um, xxx where he says let somebody touch my mama touch my sister touch my woman touch my daddy touch my niece touch my nephew touch my brother you should put you should chip a nigga then throw the blower in his lap matter of fact i'm about to speak at this convention call you back and then he goes and speaks to the kids about how uh he wants to talk to them about gun control mm-hmm. that's what twitter's like to me it is you know it, it, it is <laughs> where it's it, like it, it, it's the you know it's, it's we in public we talking about gun control and love and 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 resi- and changing the, the 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 justice system but in private it, when they go low we want to put them under six feet under you know yeah and the thing is people act like human beings aren't complex because we are we are very very complex 
and people want, particularly the internet, want to make everything black and white because black and white is easy. Right. Black and white is 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 you check the boxes. Black and white is you know for or against, and they want everything to be that simple. They don't want anything to be in the gray area because the gray area means you have to actually have a conversation, and it would calm a lot of the fighting down. But I think like everything else online, just period. A lot of people will never admit they are addicted to the arguing. They are addicted to the back and forth. They are addicted to the interaction because for a lot of people, this with the with the trial, for some people, this is the most interaction that they've had back and forth for a very long time. Because a lot of people kind of stay out of certain shit, but there was, oh, some black shit, or oh, some misogynist shit, or oh, I can, you know, a pro-woman shit, or whatever it is they, they chose to do. A lot of people that have been quiet on the internet jumped in because, like, this shit was motherfucking everywhere. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it didn't matter what social media site you was on. The people, the bitches was talking, the niggas was talking. Everybody had something to say and everybody had an opinion about it. And I think that has to do with a lot of people never admit that they are addicted to the to this back and forth. They're addicted to the gender wars, which is a big one of my big pet peeves and a huge turnoff to me when it comes to social media. I don't give a fuck about gender wars because that's what everything boils down to gender where it's more complex than gender, but people want to do gender because it simplifies things. You can pick a side and call it a day and then just pointlessly and meanlessly and uselessly argue with everybody. And there's a lot of people underneath the sound of my voice. You need to stop arguing with people online. People don't want to hear that. You need to stop it. You know it's not good for your health. You know it's not good for you mentally. You're tired. You Your blood pressure going up. It's all you talk about. Stop arguing with people online. Uh, in other news, um, Trey Songs surrenders to police over bowling alley assault on a woman. Speaking of racking up quite the speaking of racking up quite the reputation i mean how many times this man gonna end up being accused of doing something to a woman i mean what happened at the bowling alley they must have tried to cut him off right Sir, um, it's now two a.m. We got to start closing up the lanes. I'm, I'm sorry. We got closing up. We gotta, we gotta let you. We gotta get sir, you out of here, sir. No more food. I'm gonna need your bowling shoes back. Uh, lane twelve is now closed. We're gonna go ahead and hit the switch on that. Um, so oh. because the nigga cut me off, I'm going to fuck crazy. You understand? Uh oh. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened, too. It, uh, the incident reportedly occurred inside of one of the bathrooms at the establishment with Trey Song's real name, Tremaine Neverson. Damn, that's an accurate, that is an accurate ass name. Treme- Tremaine Neverson? That, I mean, I would never most son. Of the time, most names are like, their nicknames are so far from like their real name. They was like, no, keep it Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying how it sounds like Trey songs. I'm saying never son sounds exactly like what the fuck he says when you ask him to like calm down. or the, Never son? The, <laughs> like, hey, can you uh please not touch the ladies tonight? <laughs> never son. Never. Are the ladies going to be safe around you at this party? Never, son. 
Never. <laughs> well, then, uh, I think you had enough drinks. We're going to have to ask you to get out of here. I'm sorry I had to cut you off. But if a nigga cut me off, I'm going to fuck crazy. You understand? Oh, oh okay. I'm, okay, give him some more drinks. Um, he allegedly punched the female victim repeatedly and dragged her by the hair. She was taken to the hospital and treated for visible minor injuries. It was later reported there was a second victim, a male who claims Trey punched him in the eye. The man refused medical treatment. The singer's attorney, Mitch Schuster, has denied the allegations while claiming his client has been cooperative with law enforcement. Um, he's faced several physical and sexual assault cases over the past few years. However, most of the allegations were dismissed either by the victim themselves or by the judges presiding over the various cases. So I guess we'll see if this one sticks. Uh, Just try not to cut them off, I guess. Uh, Tamar Tamar Braxton rushed to the hospital in an ambulance while battling the flu. Oh, no. You do not want this, she said. Um, Mm -mm. I heard this year they said the strain of the flu is off the chain because, you know, it's been... Uh, second fiddle to the COVID and uh, flu said, guess who's back? Back, 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 niggas. Y'all in each other's faces and I'm back. Yeah. Um, yeah, she said, this isn't an attention post. This is an attention post. Literally, I was with my best friend at Norman somebody and Wardell, blah, 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 shopping and doing Christmas fun shit. And very next day, I had to be taken to the hospital by ambulance. Needed oxygen because I thought God was taking me home because I could not breathe and my chest was on fire. Uh, she said, I wasn't a I wasn't around a lot of people. I have no idea where it came from. Enjoy your holiday at home. You don't want this. Mm-mm. I get my COVID shot. I get my flu shot. Two in one. Fuck that bullshit. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are just trying to get out and hang out. And it's just, it's dangerous out shots. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TSA finds a disassembled gun in jars of peanut butter. What? Yeah. Uh, they were screening some checked baggage when one of the bags triggered an alarm. The officer opened the bag and found two plastic jars of creamy peanut butter. Upon closer inspection, they found parts of a disassembled semi-automatic handgun hidden inside. The gun magazine was loaded with bullets. God damn, and the peanut butter, the peanut butter dangerous now? I guess so. Somebody's about to get, get shot up in a jiffy. <laughs> Somebody about to be in a sticky situation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Somebody's about to spread it on thick. <laughs> thick and creamy and chunky. <laughs> How you want it? Chunky or crunchy <laughs> or smooth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what man. a tasty way to die, apparently. Things could have went ajar, you know. Um, <laughs> ah, that's good. Man. My thing is. They really thought the peanut butter was going to cover up the metal? The I guess this? maybe they're trying to trick the dogs, but it's like, you know, they got that scanner. Not the dogs. They're trying to trick the metal detective. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, okay. th- like maybe the peanut butter is to trick the dogs, you know, because they can't smell right. the gun. Okay, but you can't trick but that machine. When, yeah, I don't, I, you know what, Karen? This is so illogical. I don't know. Because I think I'm thinking about drug. I'm thinking about drug sniffing dogs. Not even, I don't think dogs sniff guns. So what do I know? <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised dogs can sniff anything wouldn't be surprising if dogs could sniff guns they did track the traveler down and arrest him of course uh but first they said his bags went to the wrong airport he had to wait a date no i'm just kidding <laughs> 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 uh 
Um, let's see what else is happening. Um, they told Miss Peanut Butter expired. It was it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. <laughs> a man with a World War One explosive lodged in his rectum sparks a bomb scare and a hospital evacuation. A man with a World War One explosive lodged in his rectum sparks bomb scare, hospital evacuation. How? How did it get there? A French hospital was partially evacuated Saturday uh, after senior citizen arrived with a World War One artillery shell lodged in his rectum. <gasps> the 88-year-old patient visited Hospital Saint Mousse in Toulon to have the antique explosive removed but instead sparked a bomb scare now now i I get that you're a surgeon but now you gotta be a fucking person that disarms bombs right and i'm not prepared for this nope nobody trained you is is this is do y'all have to go through this training they're like in case in case you ever happen let me show you how to dismantle the bomb they said yeah like i got called jack bauer in to do this last surgery um this is a picture of what they took out of his butt i guess (gasps) how did that fit in there oh my god right 88 you know hey get it how you live fam okay uh hope to be doing this much at 88 you know uh bomb disposal units at the scene determined there was little possibility the shell would explode inside the man they reassured us by telling us that it was a collector's item from the first world war used by the french military stunned doctors subsequently began the process of trying to remove the object which measured almost eight inches long and two inches wide from the man's rectum uh they believe he put it there for sexual pleasure Okay, that makes sense. I was like, "Oh, it does." Okay, okay, that makes sense. I mean, I mean it it doesn't make sense, oh, okay. but that makes sense it, as far as how it got there. Because I was mm. like, "How the fuck did it get there?" Yeah, he wanted some bomb dick, so he apparently so that- he wanted the bomb. <laughs> he got the bomb too. I mean, I've heard of explosive diarrhea, but uh, uh, an apple, a mango, and even a can of shaving foam. We are used to finding unusual objects inserted where they shouldn't be, but a shell what never. A, you said an apple, a mango, and a can of shaving foam. <gasps> what do you people be doing at the house? Listen, I don't kink shame, okay, but I do explosion shame, okay. If you're gonna put an explosive shell in your ass. I think I think that safe people that that involves that like you you need therapy okay because now you you mixing some death wish shit with some like like other people your neighbor be dead like I don't know you blow up in your apartment people think it's a bomb and like come on man yeah it 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 becomes a whole thing and it's one of those things where be safe like if you're gonna do it be safe but apparently like everybody else you realize oh can't get it out when you make when the person was making this explosive they thought it would be used to kill the opposite that like germans right they made this explosive shell full well with the intention that this would kill some german soldier yeah it, it would be used for battle and death and instead it is used for the opposite of war which is fucking it's beautiful life is beautiful if you think about it that way apparently so but uh yeah uh that's scary speaking of fucking around samuel jackson liked hardcore porn on twitter and fans gave him a wake-up call 
Actor Sam Jackson celebrated his 74th birthday on Wednesday, and the greatest gift may be he received an important life lesson that the things you like on Twitter can be viewed by the general public. I told you, I've always thought that bullshit was a problem. You ought to be able to make that shit private. Uh, so he apparently liked a bunch of porn scenes on Twitter, not realizing that the like is meant to be a public endorsement. And of course, fans did notice that he did That's that. Hilarious. And nigga 74 enjoying his life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad for him. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Hey, yo, Sam, what the fuck you doing, bro? And it shows his likes. And one of them is Black Panda. Uh, looks like a maybe a gentleman behind a lady of some type. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, people had to go report on them. They had to narc. Uh, good morning. Don't let any of the news of the day distract you from the fact that Samuel Jackson likes watching white women get banged by BBC. And we all know this because it was in his Twitter. That's from the journalista who says this, who said that. Uh, many also tried to come to his aid and, and tell him, hey, man, your likes are public, you know. Um, all yeah, the porn tweets have now been unliked, according to BuzzFeed. Uh, and he has previously been opened about liking hentai, which is pornographic animation from Japan. So many Twitter users weren't surprised. All right. I could, I could see that, but most of the general public did not know that. So they was like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. That's why I said people should be able to make that private. You can on other platforms. I don't think it's a big deal. I think if he would have taken a World War One shell and stuck it up his ass and had to go to the hospital, I think that's a big deal. That but is a big deal. I think liking porn is not that big a deal. It just reminds me of what, what I was talking about last time we had a show or whatever i was like i wonder if there should be an age limit for social media because it is a place where sam jackson is uh disney's own and also you can find out sam jackson is watching uh black.com or some shit like you you like like too much information yeah it's like i i could want to follow sam jackson to know what projects he's working on and i end up finding out that he's working on uh beating his meat to to black feet black <laughs> black knee white feet or blacks on blondes or uh cuckold or something like he could be in anything i didn't need to know this didn't need to know but guess what i found out on the internet on social media the same place mm-hmm. your 13-year-old can be. like That's true, too. There's something to it. Um, all right. Let's uh, move on. Let's do something we haven't done in a while. Play some Guess the Race. This time for Guess the Race. For those that were uh, writing it down, it's black underscore panda. So I know some of y'all probably some of y'all freaks want to get up in there. Um, Guess the race. (laughs) In case you want to know. Guess the race. You know how the game is played. Karen's playing. The chat room's playing. In in, in interest of not getting kicked off YouTube, I'm going to try to translate the guesses in the chat to something a little more 
acceptable and hope that that's not the thing that got us kicked off YouTube for that week. But who knows? We probably said mad shit this <laughs> before this even started. That was that YouTube, like, oh no. That's these, it. Oh no, baby. These Negroes you must broke go. The rule again that we didn't even tell you that you broke. What? That's hate speech. Uh, Michigan mom charged after allegedly catfishing and harassing her daughter and teen boyfriend. Boyfriend. Uh, a Michigan mother has been charged after allegedly harassing her teenage daughter and her daughter's boyfriend under a fake identity online. Kendra Gail Lacari of Mount Pleasant, Michigan, is charged with two counts of stalking a minor and one count of obstruction of justice, both felonies, with a maximum of five year sentences. She was also charged with two counts of using a computer to commit a crime, a felony for which she could receive up to 10 years in prison, according to the Morning Sun. Lakari was taken into custody and charged on Monday. She was released on $5,000 bond. She's 42 years old. Um, they began investigating her alleged messages after cyberbullying complaints were sent to her daughter's school district, um, where she is also the girls' basketball coach. So you know better. The complaint, she's like, that's how I learned to bully, watching them. Uh, the complaint involved Lakari's daughter. I'm the best. Right. I said, oh, that's how you, so what do you do? You called her what now? Uh, the complaint involved Lakari's daughter as well as the teenager's then boyfriend. Lakari and the other student's mother initially helped the school district investigate the harassing messages. Um, but when, when the district's resources ran low and it became apparent that many of the messages were received off school grounds, local police stepped in to help. Family members then told authorities that the teenager started getting messages early last year um according to the morning sun um at the prosecutor's office gathered 349 pages of text messages god damn ma'am you had nothing better to do you know how many we, women would we kill seen gonna be big eyed don't stalk that stalk thing mm -hmm. you talk about i'm a stalker you yeah. know who how many women would kill for a relationship with their teenage daughter where they could have 349 pages of text messages normally it's zero and look at you she's like leave me alone um but yeah uh text messages and social media basically um so then they called in the fbi's computer crime division that's funny because you know she had to be there when they was talking to her daughter pretending like yes we need to get to the bottom of this mm -hmm. anyway man what are you doing on your phone nothing just checking some messages oh no she just got a new one die bitch die i didn't get no new message i'll give it a second Oh, yep, I did. Die, bitch, die. <laughs> Bill City School Superintendent William Chilman uh, also said, um, according to the Morning Sun, that authorities told him they suspected Lakari was connected to the messages. The FBI confirmed their suspicions when it determined the messages coming from Lakari's IP address. He added that Lakari admitted to police to sending the messages. By and large, it was mostly just harassing type messages, demeaning, demoralizing, and just mean text. When the case first came into our office, it was bizarre and almost hard to believe. We're talking about several hundreds of text messages over a thousand pages of discovery in the case. Now listen. Yeah, I, think, uh -huh. I think this is there horrible. nothing else to do, Sal. I think this is horrible. I think this woman is horrible for doing this. But also in her defense, I've never had a teenage daughter. Me either. So maybe it's just harder than I thought. Maybe maybe it's hard to fight with one hand behind your back where you the bad guy for telling her anything bad about her. And then she she gets to just say whatever she wants to. 
So maybe you create a fake account and now you on even playing field. It's just weird that her stalker and harasser was bringing up shit that she said to her mom. I'm sure, I'm sure that was weird. Ah, you know it was weird. You know what, bitch? It's people that'll be lucky to get Pop-Tarts every day. That's what... <laughs> the, how the, you know how you Pop-Tarts every day? The harasser... You should have ate them Pop-Tarts this morning, bitch. Like, what? <laughs> the harasser... Uh, do you have McDonald's money? I didn't think so. Like, why does my bully care about me having McDonald's money? <laughs> My bu- Why does my bully know that we had dinner at Bonefish two weeks ago? My bully's username is Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> <laughs> if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you? Because you should kill yourself, bitch. Um, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, uh, so they said, um, according to the criminal complaint, uh she the mother master location with a software platform and used multiple numbers and area codes so it would seem as if her daughter's friends were text sending the text messages oh that's even worse oh that's even worse so she it's was spoofing she was spoofing her friends so you got she definitely probably thought her friends was like backstabbing evil traitorous people um she ultimately aided her daughter in telling authorities about the messages. If at any point this became something they didn't want to engage or continue, they could have stopped. Rather than stop, they continued to snowball into the sophisticated plan where they tried to conceal their identity and throw the police off their tracks. Uh, Lakari's alleged motives are not clear. However, her daughter and other teenagers said to be are said to be distraught. I would be, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wow, what a sick, sad thing to do. Like they said it was cyber munchausen syndrome which is that thing where people act like their kid is sick so they can get attention sometimes mm. even making their kid sick um so maybe she thought this will make my daughter come to me and and we'll get attention as a family it, it sounds like a mental illness type because there's no reason that's going to sound like it makes sense karen guess the race what was the name again her name is um Give me one second to get to the top. Kendra Gale Lakari. Black. Karen's going black. Uh, chat room. Mommy Dearest White. Caucasian Catfish. Michigan, but not Detroit. I'm thinking white. Some white shit. Uh, white behavior. The correct answer is, uh, I think everyone except Karen said white. Mm-hmm. Everyone except Karen got it right. <laughs> and I gotta play the booze for Karen. Mm-mm-mm. Now, what made you go with black on that one, Karen? The name. The name sound like a black ass uh, name. Kendra. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Lakari sounds like a white name to me. But yeah, Kindred sounds kind of black. I can see that. Uh, let's go to another. Um, hmm. And uh, a chainsaw wielding dad, chainsaw wielding dad, wielding, wielding, chainsaw wielding dad, um, attacks police station at the cops refused to babysit his children. He um, out there fucking him up like Chainsaw Man. A, matches, <laughs> a Massachusetts father tried to break into a police. 
Mm. You're going to take care of my baby, sir. A Massachusetts father tried to break into a police station with a chainsaw at the cops refused to babysit his children. That triggered a standoff, which saw him dangle the youngsters in front of an upstairs window. Well, I'll tell you this right now. That definitely took longer than hiring a babysitter. Didn't it, though? You'd have been better off just paying for a babysitter. Right. Now you got to pay bond. Your kids probably going to be taken away from you. Now it's a whole ass ordeal. Just go ahead and pay the babysitter. Just take the babies on a date with you. I don't know. This is why I don't get <laughs> mad when people have babies crying in the movies. Because I said, maybe that man had a chainsaw and a death wish. Maybe we saved everybody, guys. <laughs> yes, we didn't have, they didn't have to have a standoff with, with the man with the chainsaw. Okay, baby cried through the midnight showing the avatar, but at least the police didn't have to shoot this man to death in front of his kids. Okay. Brian Buckley, 35, was charged after hours-long standoff with police on Sunday at his home. The disturbing series of events began when he visited the Cohasset Police Department asking that they babysit his children. Uh, when his alleged request was refused, Buckley allegedly brought a chainsaw to the department and terrorized its desk attendant, damaging the station's lobby in an attempt to get in. Buckley fled to his home where the standoff took place with his daughter and son, both under the age of five in the home. At one point, he was filmed with his dead, I get dead with his dead dangling daughter, maybe. I don't know. With his daughter dangling out of upstairs window of the property while wearing what appeared to be a set of rabbit ears. He was wearing the rabbit ears, by the way. Oh, you know what? They meant to type head. His head dangling out the window. There you go. Okay. The police eventually entered the home where they were able to deploy a stun gun and subdue him. His children were unharmed. Um, he had called the department earlier in the day asking that they babysit his two young kids. Hours after they declined, <laughs> he showed up. He is known to the department, which means... Okay, this is a pattern, yeah. Yeah. He arrived to the station with a chainsaw in tow. Uh, Buckley arrived to the station by driving his truck directly onto the lawn outside and struck a tree on the property. Using the chainsaw, he tried to cut through the security door of the station. A desk attendant was able to barricade herself and hide while calling the other officers for help. Uh, he, they said the man went in and basically terrorized a civilian desk attendant who was behind the security door and security glass. Uh, nobody thought to shoot him, huh? In the press release, Buckley began to damage the lobby of the station. Uh, the police said he began to damage the lobby of the station with the saw and was chopping at the security door, attempting to gain entry into the restricted area where the attendant was. Photos of the door released to officials show the extent of the damage done by the accused. Um, so, yeah. Um, then they had the standoff. He started throwing items out of a window. He was also clinging to his son and daughter near a window on the second floor of the home. But thankfully, neither child was hurt. Um, and then they entered the home, and that's when they said do them. So, all right, Karen, guess the race. This is white. Ain't no nigga going to ask you to uh, babysit their kids. What they will do is bring them up there and be like, y'all better take these kids before I kill them, and y'all be arresting <laughs> me to go to jail. So, I'm saying white. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the chat room says... Texas Chainsaw Whitey, Privilege White. Uh, no reasonable nigga expects police to watch his kids. Uh, he was on some Peter Griffin shit with Lois Belchler and Toe White. Michael Ely, White Side for, for Colored Girls. <laughs> Y'all had me a chainsaw in the police station, yet still alive. White. Sincerely thought it was a good idea to hire Popo as nanny. He's got to be a white man. White, because him and his babies are still alive. 
uh didn't have a heart to bend the kids to come back 20 years later with uh, when they become pro athletes white oh, no. texas chainsaw dad white they took every opportunity not to kill him john did parent and white he's still alive white surprised nobody hit the old uh stealing his children's lives must be white anyway correct answer is he's white Uh, nobody missed it. Um, so congratulations to all of y'all. Okay. I guess when he saw me, he figured I was a soft target. Oh, no, 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 not today. I pulled my gun and put that hot lead up him and put some on his mind that day. He ain't going to be trying to live out his leather face Texas Chainsaw Massacre fantasies over here. <laughs> ah! Uh, that's him with the bunny ears on leaning out the window. Yeah, he just like he had a complete breakdown. That's him being escorted out by the police. Um, um, it, it just it, it was just so weird. Um, and I don't. Like you say this sounds like some shit he does all the time, and they was like, "Billy, no, right? I mean, this this is the fifth time you called today. We will not watch your kids." This man has clearly some mental health issues if they know him mm-hmm. you know yes. what i mean um, it's some small time some andy griffith small time bullshit <laughs> all right we got to get to the bonus round of guest array so far karen is actually uh two for two no one and two. Oh wait oh, oh i'm sorry you're right you don't get the more racist volume that that the uh, that's only for when you go two for two you just get mm-hmm. the regular the bonus round. What time is it? It's time to get the race. 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 All right. Karen's one and one. Let's see if she can finish strong. Five women are facing charges after police say they stole more than $6,000 worth of merchandise from an Ulta beauty store and then led police on a high speed chase. Damn. From the Ulta beauty store? What the hell y'all steal? Some eyelashes? According to Texarkana, Arkansas Police Department, officers were called about a robbery at the store Wednesday evening. Police say the suspect sped away in a vehicle as officers approached the scene. Officers followed the car, which was clocked at traveling over 133 miles per hour. The suspects suspects then began throwing stolen merchandise out the car windows. (gasps) Police say the vehicle finally stopped and all five women inside were arrested. All five women are from Shreveport, Louisiana, which is about 70 miles south of where the Ulta Beauty Store in Texarkana, uh, Arkansas is, which means this was this a heist. Uh, y'all drove 70 miles like this seemed like a targeted heist or whatever mm-hmm. also five people in a car going 133 miles an hour that's pretty impressive right uh to get some get up with five people to go hit that top speed let's get to their names okay kaishan winston deja hunter kayla jones romikia robinson and marquina capers uh, all of them are under 23, 23 and under. Uh, following the search, police said they found the stolen Ulta items inside the getaway car along with a gun. The merchandise was valued over $6,000. They're facing a variety of charges and being held in the Miller County Jail. Karen, guess the race. I'm going black, and that shit was full of Fenty products. 
Uh, <laughs> Fenty and Alta. Uh, set it off in the name of Fenty Black. <laughs> A sense of hint. Sense of, okay, Black. Uh, yep, these are Negroes. Setting spray it off. <laughs> Setting spray it off. Black. That's hilarious, Miss Smart. Black. Uh, everyone's saying black. Long distance nigga behavior. Black. The correct answer is black. The thing I always think about is just how valuable women's beauty stuff is. Like we hear about weave heist and robberies all the time and shit. Like this stuff is expensive. Expensive. Yes, you can get fuck 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 around and spend thousands of dollars on wigs and weaves and shit. That shit adds up. Yeah, so it's almost like I get why people do it. It's just you know sad or whatever. But um. All right, let's go to the last rounds. I mean, last story, Sword Ratchetness. A man... Uh, has been arrested in connection to a violent machete sword attack in Redding, California. Mm. Two people are in stable condition after being violently attacked by a man with a machete and a sword at a camp near Clear Creek Bridge on Thursday morning. Uh, around 7.25 a.m., police got called after receiving word of the attack. Their uh, officers arrived and said they found two people su- suffering multiple life-threatening lacerations. The victims told police they were at their camp under the bridge when their associate, Eli Crow, 37, attacked them with a machete and a sword. The RPD said their officers immediately searched the surrounding areas for Crow. However, they weren't able to find him. Uh, they obtained a warrant for his arrest. And then around 1.45 a.m. Wednesday, November 2nd, uh, they found him in a camp in the Greenbelt area off of East Side Road and took him into custody. Uh, he was booked in the Shasta County Jail for attempting attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and criminal threats. Uh, the victims were treated at a local hospital for their injuries and are in stable condition. Mm-mm-mm. That's right. Even outside in the homelessness and the cold, it's no safe place from these fucking sword wielding people. Be safe, y'all. No safe place. All right, y'all. That's it for me and Karen. Happy Christmas Eve. If you listen to this tomorrow, Merry Christmas to you if you mm-hmm. celebrate. If not, just another day for the rest of y'all. But uh, take that day off of work. Watch some bunch of NBA and NFL games. NFL. Yeah, we may do the show tomorrow um just kind of depends on if we feel like it or not um because mm. i know with the the game theory schedule is there's gonna just be a lot of times where we can't do it so uh we may talk to y'all tomorrow thank you yeah, for we do, we do it while we can so y'all might be getting some christmas holiday specials so when people get back to work they're like oh we didn't expect nothing yeah so uh thanks for hanging out with us especially those of y'all who hung out with us live tonight in the chat you know, yes. uh, this is my Christmas Eve and, 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 and y'all are my extended people that I'm hanging out with yes, for tonight. So family, we appreciate that. <clears throat> and also for those of you that are premium, uh, we did a nerd off this week and we did a false deep and pregame. So we've been putting in the grind. So, yep. you know, that's, that, that, that's why you, 
you pay us and the uh just to tip us y'all gonna be getting something if roger hadn't already I already put it, put it out, out there yeah just to tell Wonderful. people they got something uh, i think i put the balls deep out there um so yeah there's something out there and uh yeah thank you for everybody that supported us uh and 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 all that stuff and made this year special for us so we'll talk yes. to y'all soon uh until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.